So, um, what is your, your, uh, you know, the next year plan? Like, say you borrow so many monies, and are you just going to acquire asset, and are, are or are you looking into businesses? What asset class and why? Yeah. So, I mean, well, obviously the money that I borrowed was a tie. It's all tied to assets already. Cause like, it's not like I just went and got 10 million unsecured, right? I wish yeah, I could yeah. have done that. That would have been pretty amazing. But, um, so we bought a lot of stuff the last two years to, in order to, to, to be able to borrow money. Um, so we bought a lot of apartments, smaller, you know, 20, 30 unit buildings, stuff like that. And we bought a hundred thousand square feet of industrial as well. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, um, I'm under contract to close on a 56 unit apartment building. Awesome. Um, and also a smaller office building. Um, I like those deals. Um, we'll be closing one be- right before the end of the year and then one early next year. Um, but for next year, I'm trying to play it by ear a little bit because we don't know exactly where the economy is going to end up. We don't know yeah. exactly where interest rates are going to end up. And um, my feeling on timing the real estate market has always been that it's really, really easy. Most people think it's super hard to time the market, but it's really actually very easy. Mm -hmm. And my strategy is just buy whenever you buy um, and sell when it's high. And then it sounds kind of goofy, but like, it's true. Like if, if you bought in 2006 and had to sell in 2010, it was not great, right? You Mm -hmm. bought at the top of the market, you sold at the bottom of the market. But if you bought in 2006 and you sold now, you did just fine. So all you really have to do is buy stuff that works. So there's like three or four critical elements to this. One is it has to cash flow right out of the gate. Like Mm -hmm. if you're going to buy something now, we're at a high point in the market. It's better be paying for itself and having a little bit of money left over. So that's one. Two, you want to have long-term debt in place, something that's um, you're not going to have to refinance or sell in the next two to five years, mm-hmm. right? So make sure you have long-term debt in place and then have an adequate cash reserve. Because if you have enough cash to cover like contingencies and you have cash flow and you have long-term debt, so you don't have to refinance or sell in the bottom of a recession, then you can just wait it out and, and eventually you'll come out way ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, from, from um, you know, your real estate journeys, have you, been just going up from small like two three four units and go like gradually goes up or do you also do syndication yeah we do a little bit of syndication so um one or two small syndications a year um and you know for people who maybe don't know syndication is really just pooling of investors money right um you know technically a buying a stock uh, in a publicly traded company is a form of a syndication, right? Like they're syndicating a bunch of investors money to own a company. Uh, In the case of um, real estate, you're typically seeing um, securities that are being sold under exemptions to the securities law. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically people without securities license selling like shares in in an apartment building. Um, and, and there's some technical steps you have to take to do that, that make it a little bit more expensive. So it doesn't work for, you know, really small deals. But when we have like this 56 unit deal that we have coming up, um, you know, that that's definitely, you know, big enough where we can model it out and say, Hey, does this work as a syndication? Do we want to raise money to buy this or do we have enough money to buy it ourselves? And that's, that's part of the critical thing. What I love about syndication is it allows me to get into deals that are bigger than I would have otherwise been able to get into. And it allows me to grow faster. So allow you to borrow more money. Yeah, it allows me to, and also it allows me to provide an opportunity for my investors to have a, a really solid return. And so, you know, this la- like this year, we only did I think one syndication so far this year, um, 
Last year we did three, but they were all relatively small raises. Our largest raise is like a million one hundred thousand dollars. And, uh, you know, if we if we do decide to syndicate the 56 unit, I mean, there will still be it'll be a larger raise, but it will be like one point five million something mm. like that it's mm. it's very small compared to like most of the big syndicators right. but it, it does allow us to you know build on that model and i do really like that um as an ability to get into you know, more mm. diverse assets and things like that mm. cool cool so jeff what is your current focus i mean say you know um, and i mean you've been goes gone through down and up like what what are you what do you foresee yourself be doing you know next 10 years, 20 years, what do you want to achieve? Yeah. So I'm in a bit of a transition right now, um, trying to figure that out, you know, so like I have enough, um, real estate investments that if I want to just sit back and go, you know, drink my ties on the beach or something, I could do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't see myself just quitting and not doing anything. So I have a book coming out. It's called no bad days, how to make every day. Great. It comes out in April. Um, and, uh, you know, that's already available on pre-order. So I've been focusing on writing a little bit. I've been how can focusing people get on that? doing, what's Sorry. that? How, how can people get your book? Uh, it's actually available on all of the platforms, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, uh, okay. Target, Walmart, you know, all, all of the websites have it, but it, because it doesn't come out until April, it's just a pre-order on all of those right now. Um, but, uh, if someone were to reach out to me on, on, uh, on, on Instagram at Jeffrey Holst. Um, there's a possibility we might be able to figure out a way to get you a copy sooner. Um, I haven't really started doing that, but I, I may start rolling them out because I actually have physical copies of it now, which is really nice. fun. Um, so like if someone wants a signed copy or something, that might be a, I would that might one. be an option for them. <laughs> I'm really happy with how the book turned out. Um, so that's been really exciting for me. Um, but I, I mean, so I do a little bit of real estate coaching and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of toying with what the next steps are. Um, I want to do things that are interesting. I don't want to, I want, I value my time a lot more than I do additional money at this point. So I'm looking at like, what kind of stuff can I do? That would be really, really fascinating to do. Like what's Mm -hmm. the most interesting thing that I can do. So like I'm looking at a lodge, um, a safari lodge in Tanzania um, and the possibility of um, creating a mastermind space where people can go to Tanzania, do some masterminding and then, um, and then go out into the Serengeti and, you know, take photographs of lions and, and elephants and things like that. Oh, nice. uh, so, so I went to Tanzania twice this year to look at that property. Wow. Um, might be able to figure out a way to do that. I might not. And there's, there's some logistical issues that are tricky on that. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, stuff like that, I just want to do really interesting things. Like I'm, I, I like yeah. the idea of, of creating some kind of lifestyle business um, where, um, where we take people and, and, and allow them to experience great things like the Serengeti, but it could also be like Puerto Rico. I, um, I recently, um, rented a place year round in Puerto Rico. So now I've been going there a little bit less than half my time, um, spending some time on the beach, getting to know the new market, getting to know new people. So the next 10 years, I don't know. The next year is going to just be about exploring where I want to go in the next 10 years. Very nice. Sounds so appealing. You know, that you're, 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 you're trying to build this world that, you know, um, you'll be inviting, you know, the peoples that, that resonate with you to, to, you know, have this experience and really get inspired. Yeah. This is amazing, man. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's like, I believe that we only get one life. I mean, I, and I believe that 
Um, each of us is destined to do great things and that we owe it to ourselves, but not just to ourselves, to our families, to our communities, and even the world to live that best version of our life. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Benjamin, if you don't do that, then you, the world is deprived of whatever it is that you could have done. Now, we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to live up fully to our complete possible, you know, what we could have done. But the people that change the world, the Elon Musks of the world, right? The, um, the Leonardo da Vinci's of the world, whatever it might be, like these people are just leaning into doing those things that, that they're called to do. Right. And, you know, not everyone's going to be Elon Musk or da Vinci, but everyone's going to be able to change the world. And it might be um, for some people that's being the very best parent they can. And, and changing their children's lives or being the very best school teacher they can and changing, you know, generations of other people's children's lives. But, but for me, it's helping people recognize that, that, that they can do amazing things. Like, and yeah. I can, I can increase my impact and reach by helping people experience things that they wouldn't otherwise experience and live more fully. And, and that's, that's really where my passion is now. Awesome. Awesome. And Jeffrey, you're not telling people to copy what you're doing. You're, inspiring people to really recognize what people want like truly want in their life. right yeah i mean not everyone wants to um live in puerto rico part-time and fly back and forth yeah. it's actually kind of a pain in the rear end if you want to know <laughs> the truth because it's logistically it's expensive and time consuming right but um but what works for me is different than what works for everyone else. And it's about living the best version of your life, whatever that means to you. Right. right. So if, if the best version of your life is just being a really, really amazing, um, you know, an inspiring uh, skateboarder or something, then that, that's what you should go do. Right. Like yeah. go teach people how to skateboard. It, do, it doesn't matter. Just but do those things that you're called to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Jeffrey, I, I, although I usually prepare a list of questions for our guests, but at this point I, I wanted to just don't look at that and really give the the time to you. Like most of our audience are people who just joined, you know, real estate or just get on real estate journey for a year or two. What what would you want to tell, talk to them about? Okay, so the the yeah, so the biggest things with that is um, one, it's really easy to get discouraged when you're early in your real estate career because it does start out slow, right? But there's a huge compounding effect. I bought my first uh, condo 2011-ish, um, the second one later in that year. Um, but but by the end of my first year of real estate, I only had two units. Um, by the end of my second year, I maybe had six or something right it, it it seemed really slow it didn't seem like it was life-changing um but by my fifth year i had 50 units you know and then by my 10th year you know we were you know well into the um, more than 100 unit range and that is life-changing yeah. and you know i mean if you're just starting out and you're a year or two in if it's going to take you five or six more years to be able to quit your job and and live this amazing lifestyle that's still dramatically faster than working your same job for 40 or 50 years and then retiring um and so so the first part would be just don't get discouraged and then the second part would be don't wait like the market's choppy right now so be careful sure but but don't spend all of your time looking for the perfect deal. There's another quote I really like by Richard Branson, and it's um, 
that the difference between successful people and those who never succeed is that successful people take action without all of the possible information. So, you know, don't look for that perfect deal, that perfect opportunity, that home run deal. Cause that's the other thing you can win the game by hitting a lot of base hits. Yeah. Right. You you just need to, as long as you're not striking out, you're, you're winning. Yeah. And if you don't swing, you definitely are striking out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to take shots and, and you also have to not always swing for the fences, right? Like yeah. sometimes bunting is the right move. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and maybe, you know, standing here, not swinging you, I mean, it's the best case. You won't get stressed, strike out, but you won't win. Well, right? sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. You, you got a wild pitch thrown at you. Exactly. Your best bet is to just get out of the way, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like some things aren't worth doing, but 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 it, it's about learning to to take swings once in a while and and right. recognizing that like you know and I mean we're we're on this baseball analogy it's not one I've ever used but but like even the very best baseball players miss most of the swings they take exactly exactly you know and and for every deal that I've looked at um, there are you know there are dozens more that I missed that I could have looked at and for every deal that I bought there are dozens of them that I've looked at that I didn't buy yeah you know there's a there was an old school um, infomercial guy named Carlton Sheets uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s. And he would go on late night television and talk about him buying money, you know, buying real estate with low and no money. You know, it was like a it was it was like, you know, the no money down real estate system or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. And he and he sold this course. Um, but one of the things he said on that show that always stuck with me was that when you um are looking at deals, you might look at a hundred deals and make um, reasonable offers on uh, 10 of them and have three of them accepted and buy one of them. So you might look at a hundred deals and end up with one property, right? And and that's okay because that one property can change your life. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it, it, it certainly takes a lot of actions. Right, so if you're taking actions but you don't see result yet, it can be you need more actions, right? And and at the same time, you want to make sure. Yeah, or different actions, message. right? Yeah, different That's actions. the other thing. Yeah, you know, make make those course corrections. Right, right. Okay, so Jeff, um, how how can people find you? You know, I I know you also host a podcast. You have your YouTube channel and so on and so forth. How can sure. people find your amazing life? Well, I'm really easy to find because um, you know, I put my name out everywhere. It's just just if you just Google Jeffrey Holst, you're gonna find my website, jeffreyholst.com, or I think nobadjeff.com actually goes to my website too. So that's kind of fun. Um, but, uh, but Instagram is probably the easiest way to find me, but I do have a couple of podcasts. I have one called last life ever about living Mm -hmm. the best version of your life. Um, we're going to be, we're on hiatus on that right now, but we're rolling it back out early next year. Um, and then we have the old fashioned real estate show where we drink, um, bourbon old fashions and talk about real estate investing on YouTube. That one's really fun. So if people are interested in bourbon or real estate, they should check that out. Is that is that a uh, uh, ongoing series or is that? Yeah, so we've been doing that for about three years now. We um, we're not as consistent as we probably should be. We used to come out with an episode every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's just sort of like whenever we feel like doing one, we do one. But we've nice. got you know a couple hundred videos or so out there, and we've interviewed some really great people on there. We've had people like um, Harry Dent, the Economist, wow. and. Um, and we've had, you know, some of the, some of the bigger names in real estate, Vinny Chopra, um, Matt Faircloth, 
Um, you know, we've had some securities attorneys and things like that. So we've had some really great guests on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also done a lot of episodes where we just picked a topic and talked about it. So like one on how to predict the next market cycle is really, really timely now. Um, interestingly, in I made that three years ago now. Um, and we essentially predicted that 2023 was going to be when the next market crash came. Um, and we did that in 20. 20- 20 right like, wow. I mean, literally maybe 2019 even it was quite a while ago yeah um, that was like our 13th episode actually i think so if people want to go back and look at how to predict a market crash and why we think it's coming i have seen nothing that's changed in that um wow. in in the intervening years and that was pre-covid um that we made that so wow that's amazing right i mean if, if you guys see see that all you know so many years Goes well, I stole it from, you know, from people. I mean, this is the thing, right? It's not like I, I didn't say, oh, I'm just going to guess that the, the market's going to crash here. What I did is I um, analyzed a historical record um, and I, I read a lot of articles and one in particular was by a guy named Fred Fulvery and he wrote this um this uh, article called The Depression of 2008 mm-hmm. and he published it in 1999. And uh, I thought, this guy's really smart. I need to hear yeah. what this guy has to uh-huh. say. Right? Uh-huh. And, and then I read his analysis and then I found a newer article by him called The Depression of 2024, um, where he predicted that the market would crash in late 2023 um, and that we would have a really bad recession in 2024. Um, I don't know what he thinks now, you know, that was pre COVID and like, right. there's a lot of variance in that, but, but that's what I, my starting point was, was that, and that's all cycle stuff. It's uh, yeah. um, the real estate market travels in cycles and it tends to be 18 years. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that there's also um, there are ways to tell specifically where you are in the market cycle based on like occupancy versus right. long-term historical occupancy, where with the direction that occupancy is going and stuff like that. Um, so we kind of break that down. I get out a whiteboard and I get really geeky and drawn nice. up, but, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun show. I think people really enjoy it. I mean that mm-hmm. episode, but, but many other episodes like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the other person I really like talking about a real estate cycle is uh, Richard Duncan. Have you heard yeah. of him? Yes. Yeah, his, his, uh, his, He's, give, he's given out a lot of analysis and, and, and really telling you why the, the cycle is how he, he think it is. And, and, yeah. And, and of course, you know, Harry's a big cycle guy too, Harry True. Dent, but he's always predicting recessions and he'll be yes. right eventually. Yeah. Um, but uh, we had him on our show um, during COVID actually, because we did it over Zoom. And, um, and that was a really fun episode where he, he predicted what he thought was going to happen in the next year or two. Um, and he was right about some stuff and wrong about others. So, you know, that's the way these well, things I mean, go. There's, there's nobody can get everything right, right? I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's already, you know, require a, a whole lot of work and a whole lot of confidence to put your prediction out there. Yeah, right? of course. Because basically you're on tape. And if you're doing something wrong and people would just be, you know, criticizing you, but. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is too, a lot of these guys, they, they make so many predictions that like, you know, the ones that are, that are right about, they can bring back the tape and be like, look, I said this before. True. Right. Um, but if you make like, you know, 10 different predictions and one of them's right, like you don't, you don't show the nine that are wrong. Right. Yeah, so, for sure. For so we sure. gotta be a little bit careful when we look at these like historical predictions and then compare them to what actually happened because it's yeah. really easy to cherry pick that stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of those predictions may discourage you from taking action. 
right? And, right, which is why I say, you know, like at the end of the day, like if it works now, it'll probably work later. So just, you know, do things that work and, mm-hmm. and find deals that make sense and uh, then you'll be fine. Awesome. Awesome, Jeffrey. Before we uh, wrap up, is there anything you want to speak to our audience? Um, last word. Yeah, I mean, listen, just don't wait. Like, if you want to invest in real estate, just figure out how to do it and go do it. Because I waited way too long to get started. It's the biggest mistake I made was waiting too long. And the second biggest mistake I made was waiting too long to switch from single families to multifamilies. So again, and those are both things I knew I needed to do and I wasn't doing them because I was afraid or I was like, I'll wait till after this happens or when this is in alignment or when I have a better job, whatever. Um, But the truth is you just got to do those things that you want to do. Yeah. And that's probably the secret to being successful at anything in life. It's like, just go and do the things that you want to do. Right. Right. Awesome. Jeffrey, I, I appreciate you. You've been providing a lot of great inside content. I, 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 I really appreciate your time coming to my podcast. Have yeah. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.